When you use your passion in the service of others, it becomes your purpose. Again, that shift from me to we. A great path to find our purpose is through our core beliefs. Core beliefs are the deeper beliefs we hold about the world, about ourselves, about others. Your job is to rewire your brain with the power of your own mind. That's what neuroplasticity is all about. That's what the human experience is all about. To uncover and rediscover what we are. Human beings, feeling and thinking beings. And by doing so, creating our experience from a moment-to-moment basis. Expand your consciousness into a world where mindfulness meets neuroscience. My name is Fernanda Lind, and I am your host. Hello, beautiful people. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Where to Win show. I am super excited about today's topic. We are going to talk about being a purpose-driven leader and why it matters so much especially in the world we live in today. And we're going to talk about it from a little bit different perspective, I want to say. So as always, a heads up, I might take this in a, in a different path. I believe there's such a huge misconception when it comes to the topic of purpose. People confuse it with Purpose meaning it is you actualizing yourself and you finding something that feels juicy and good and it's unique to you. Like, I just found my purpose and it's no one else's purpose and it is very special to me and it makes me so very special and now I can finally get into action because Before I found my purpose, I was paralyzed with inaction for a long time, looking for my unique purpose. (laughs) I know some of you might really relate to this. Well, today I'm going to simplify purpose for you, okay? And I'm going to invite you to embark on a very different journey, a journey where purpose has nothing to do with you. It's where we shift from me purpose to them purpose, or rather a shift from me to we. Um, I was just reminded of a memory or or a story, actually. Many years ago, when I used to work as a professional dancer, I was living in Copenhagen in Denmark, and a dear, dear friend of mine and dance partner, he told me this story of Muhammad Ali, And I think it was in 1975, he was invited to talk to a group of Harvard students. And someone in the crowd shouted, Give us a poem, Muhammad! And he paused for a moment, looked up, and said, Me, we. And to this day, this poem, Muhammad's words just, I don't know, it gives me chills. Like he touches upon a fundamental principle of true purpose, the shift from me to we, inclusive, collective, future-driven, in a way sustainable, but also a question, uh, who am I? Who are we? I mean, we can just unpack that poem and probably it's one of the shortest poems in history, but it is beautiful, I think, and complex and inspiring. 
So with the words of Muhammad Ali, let's dive in and talk about becoming purpose-driven leaders, what that means, and the collective shift that must happen from me to we. And if I may ask you, listening here today, when you think of someone who is successful, what do you picture in your mind? And I hope that if you have been listening to this podcast for a while or have joined maybe one of our leadership programs at Rewired, your picture of success has shifted because traditionally we equate success with money, influence, fame, status. But if you know me at all, you know that I want to broaden that definition of success because that is the only way we can reach the place where we really have it all, right? Because the reality is that money won't bring us the ability to be present with our families. Influence doesn't equal balance, and status is something we are still fighting for at a basic level. And that's why I work with some of the most influential and highest paid female executives in the world, and also male executives actually at this point, who still feel unfulfilled, no matter or despite their success. And the key to rewiring your brain to recognize a new definition of success, a sustainable success that fulfills us and allows for all our multitude starts with finding our core beliefs, what you actually stand and, and believe and stand for. Only by finding and honoring our core beliefs, when we shift our core beliefs from me, everything is about me, myself, and I, to a collective we, it is about us. Then, only then can we become the most effective, fulfilled version of ourselves, purpose-driven leaders. There's a huge misconception, though, that passion equals purpose. And I think here's where we get it all wrong and get caught up in a big mess. Because again, passion equals purpose. It is misguided and it creates unnecessary suffering. And it keeps people stuck looking for purpose that also they feel passionate about. And when they never feel passionate enough for a burning desire for anything special, they lose hope or fall into apathy and feel eternally stuck looking for that purpose, looking for that holy grail. With a problem with pursuing passion is that it is focused on me. Again, me, myself, and I. And we're often told do what you love and you're never going to work a day in your life. I know you've all heard that one and I hate that phrase, to be honest. I mean, not only is it extremely misguided, but also privileged and entitled. I mean, how many people in this world of over 7 billion people can relate to that? Seriously, if we were all just willing to do what we loved, I'm not even sure we would have a functioning world. And also research, and we're talking long and thorough research, speaks to the contrary, especially the research done on flow and happiness by Csikszentmihalyi. Again, so do what you love. You're never going to work in a day in your life is a bunch of BS. But there is a narrative about finding the thing we'd love and turning it into a profit. That is kind of the ultimate goal. You've made it. 
And again, research shows that loving what we do is about entering flow. So what you do doesn't essentially really matter when it comes to passion and happiness. But also this belief keeps us looking forever that one thing within ourselves, that if we pursue it, it will make us rich. So we can profit from that one thing that is unique about us. So the quest itself turns us into self-absorbed individuals. Going to seminars on finding your purpose, finding and unlocking your unique potential, digging deep within our souls to find that one thing that will make us rich or happy. And, ugh, yikes, it just can't get more self-centered than that. But the worst part is that most of us come to realize that after all that soul-searching, I still don't know what I have, and if that whatever I have is profitable or even unique. And mostly we arrive at the conclusion that I'm average, and just like everyone else. Disappointing, right? Well, again, if we shifted the definition of purpose and move it from me to a we, we can let go of the idea that I am someone special that needs to feel passion and the need to feel unique to instead, I am simply aligning my resources to the collective and doing what I can to solve big global problems. Like my tiny contribution might only change one life in this world, and that's going to have to be more than enough. Let me share from my own experience. Um, When you only pursue passion, doing what feels fun for you, and at the first sight of a challenge, an obstacle, or when it gets hard, really boring, you're going to give up. When I was working as a dancer, my passion was for sure dance. Like, make no mistake, definitely dance. But... My purpose was bigger than my passion. My purpose was to bring beauty to humankind, to bring them an experience that touched their senses, their hearts, that disrupted them and brought them to new insights that touched their souls. Was it always fun to be a dancer? Absolutely no. On the contrary, you spend probably 90% of your time in pain and working hard and sacrificing everything and doubting yourself every day. And is it really worth it to sacrifice? I don't know. Like that question came up again and again and again. But I kept going because my purpose was about we, standing for something, believing that art is essential for human beings and that it is what helps humans keep going when it gets hard. Where would society be without art? I don't know. But to me, the thought is terrifying. If we're not surrounded by beauty, I don't think we can keep going. But here's the thing with passion. Passion changes with time. It is fickle, not reliable at all. Purpose, though, is steady. Purpose. The purpose that is a shift from me to we is permanent. It is that undercurrent that is anchored in our values and guides us like a north star in everything we pursue. And for me, it moved me from dance into the world of finance. Purpose was there all along. Passion leaves you stuck in a quest again where you never find what you're looking for. It's a me quest. And purpose 
Again, it's more important than passion. It is steady. So if we can, can't count on our passions to drive us to a career and life that leaves us fulfilled, well, what can we do, you might be asking right now? Well, you will only find fulfillment and balance when you stop chasing passion in your career. And I cannot stress this enough. When you let go of the idea that your job is supposed to fulfill you or give you passion, when you let go of the idea that passion is the driver. And don't get me wrong here, because I'm extremely passionate about a lot of things in my life. And people who know me or our clients, they know this to be very, very true. But I know that passion comes and goes and changes. It evolves. Passion is emotional. It's all about the motivation of what makes us feel good. Passion is diverse. It changes constantly throughout our lives. Passions can play a small role or very defining roles in our lives, but passion allows us to lose ourselves, to immerse ourselves, to tap into an inner force that is ultimately all about us. And nothing wrong with that. It serves a purpose too. And it can be absolutely divine to be consumed by passion where we lose connection with the rest of the world. But again, it is temporary and it changes constantly. And if you expect it to always be there, and when it's not, you're left feeling empty, then it's a problem. I think many people leave their jobs because they're naively, they naively believe that passion needs to be the driver. And when it's not there, they quit or they change jobs. And the same happens with relationships. My invitation to you is to shift and pursue purpose instead of passion. Purpose is logical. It's the reason behind what we do. It's ordered, systematic, it's long-lasting. And while our passions change, the purposes behind them usually don't. Your passion is for you and your purpose is for others. And when you use your passion in the service of others, it becomes your purpose. I read those words somewhere and I cannot remember where, but I love that. Let me repeat that. When you use your passion in the service of others, it becomes your purpose. Again, that shift from me to we. A great path to finding our purpose is through our core beliefs. Core beliefs are the deeper beliefs we hold about the world, about ourselves, about others. And core beliefs are a person's most central ideas about themselves and the world. They are the lens through which we experience every single aspect of our lives. If you're a client of mine, you know we talk a lot about beliefs and understanding what core beliefs are and how they rule our world. Core beliefs are the architects of how we construct our view of the world. And they can be beneficial to us, for example, when we believe that I am worthy of love. Or they can be very harmful and toxic and destructive. They can destroy our world. For example, when we believe that no one is worthy of my trust, which drives us to become paranoid, isolated, defensive. And this is, of course, essential as leaders. Core beliefs are mostly formed in early life or can also be formed by stressful experiences or traumatic events. 
And sometimes we just pick them up through life. And we usually are not even aware that they are forming or that they are changing. And you might be wondering now, okay, so what is the connection between our core beliefs and our purpose? How does all of this tie into leadership? Let me give you an example. Let me show you how a core belief will influence your purpose. So if you walk around believing that no one is worthy of my trust, it creates the purpose that I will remain disconnected, maybe detached from others and complete my work entirely on my own. It might drive you to be a leader that micromanages, controls, manipulates, holds on to information, separates, creates mistrust within teams. I mean, this is just an example and a small example, but it is incredibly important to look beneath the surface and uncover your core beliefs and how it forms your purpose because it impacts how you lead. Our core beliefs guide our views, of course. It guides us our experiences. They can be tapped into, turned to purpose in any role, even one you're not passionate about. And this is very important to understand. Your purpose can drive you to do incredible things as a leader, even if you're not passionate about what you do. A successful purpose both drives an organization forward and helps build sustainable competitive advantage. And according to Corn Ferry's latest study, consumer companies that focused their employees on the organization's purpose boosted annual growth rates that were nearly triple the annual rate for the whole sector. And the benefits go beyond financial. The study also found that having an authentic purpose can help recruit and retain talent, can win over customers, have a positive impact on broader society. Organizations benefits, but you do too, because purpose equals fulfillment. And if you haven't yet read the book It Starts With Why by Simon Sinek, I highly recommend you do so now. He touches upon this and the importance of becoming a purpose-driven leader and also creating a purpose-driven company. The work that we do at Rewired Global is deep inner work and it is geared to connect with a bigger purpose than ourselves to become a sustainable leader, a leader that is focused on the we and not me. The first step is identifying the current beliefs you're holding now. That's how you begin this journey. It can take time and work to uncover what you truly believe about the world. And it is a bit of a detective work. I want to be honest here and say that most people need guidance and mentoring to uncover what they believe to be true. Because usually it's so ingrained that we cannot see it. It's a blind spot. But the real work begins when we want to change our core beliefs. The work has to be done through neuroplasticity, rewiring old brain patterns of thinking and deprogramming our beliefs and creating and hardwiring in new ones. Identifying core beliefs is a lot of metacognition work, examining our thoughts, looking for patterns, going deeper. And again, we have so many blind spots when it comes to our own beliefs because they feel very real. They feel true, right? But most of the time, they're not true at all. But that's when it gets interesting. That's when we really can move forward, not only as human beings, not only from the me, but also as humanity, from the we perspective. Again, identifying your core beliefs is one of the most important 
work we need to do as leaders, and especially if we want to become purpose-driven leaders. The work begins there. I want to finish today's show with a little bit of data. As you know, if you have been listening to my podcast, and if you're a client of mine, you know this very well, that I am driven by data and studies and research, and in true nerd fashion, I look into stats to back up my claims. Well, when it comes to purpose-driven leadership, study shows that companies without a purpose statement underperform, and companies with a purpose statement, yeah, outperform the market by 42%. That's insane, by the way. So if you are not yet working with purpose in your company, leading with purpose, becoming a purpose-driven leader, this might be your incentive to do so. You want to outperform the market. But a study from South Korea found a significant correlation also between personal values and happiness with extrinsic achievements like money, power, physical self having the least effect on happiness. And the strongest effect was found in deeply personal values like spirituality. Hmm. Interesting, right? So I want to leave you with a final quote. And again, I love, love, love quotes and use those a lot in my trainings. But this quote is by Leroy Hood. And the quote says, Don't underestimate the power of your vision to change the world. Whether that world is your office, your community, an industry, or a global movement, you need to have a core belief that what you contribute can fundamentally change the paradigm or way of thinking about problems. Mm, I love that. All right, my friends, that's it for today. As always, I wish you a wonderful day or evening wherever you are in the world. Bye, everyone.